A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gray's Academy. I am one of your awake in the daytime hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your sleeping in the nighttime hosts, Carmen. And it is a beautiful day slash night to podcast. Hello, <laughs> my friend. It's the day. Woo-hoo. It is the day. Let's see where it takes Although, us. <laughs> uh, if any of you are returning listeners, you know that the daytime gets pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, you think we're weird we, at night. We're weirder in the day. It makes yeah, no sense. Yeah. It's, uh, well, we're, we're night people. We're night owls. Uh, so that means the daytime we're out of our element and, uh, we just don't know what to do with ourselves. We're like Ricky Bobby winning his first race, not knowing what to do with his hands. I don't know what to do um, with my hands. I don't know what yeah. to do with my brain. <laughs> yeah. It, it's seriously, it's legit. Um, but before we jump into everything, uh, do you want to announce kind of the new changes, like the new exciting things that have been happening with the podcast? Yeah, you may have noticed that there may or may not have been an ad because, um, we don't really understand it, but now some of our episodes have ads. Um, and we would like to thank all of our listeners for listening. Um, and we basically, the platform we use to distribute the podcast has a, a threshold you have to hit for listeners. And, um, like average downloads per week and all the whatever numbers. And we have hit that. So thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Um, and so that's why there are ads. We don't really have all of the information yet. So some of the episodes have them and some of them don't, and we don't really know the rhyme or reason behind that, but we are aware that they're there. And, um, we would like to thank all of you for making it possible. It's true. Um, And also some of those, some of the ads, there's one, some of them, there's two, some of them, there's like the last you hear us say, and we'll see you all in the next one. No spoilies, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, there's there's an ad. ad. So yeah. Yeah. So we don't really, we're like trying to learn more about it. There's also potentially in the future for like sponsorship opportunities, which would be us reading ads in the episode. Um, if you are a sponsor and you would like to work with us, please email us at graceacademypod at gmail.com because we would love to work with you. Um, and so, yeah, it's really exciting for us and we really are like super stoked to start the new year this way. It's like a huge deal. And it's like, we have lots of goals for this podcast and like the growth that we, we are seeing from it. Um, so we're super, super excited to hit this milestone, Um, And also like right at the end of season three, beginning of season four, it's just a really cool way to move into this next little bit of the podcast. And we're just super, super excited about it. So we're just really thankful for all of our listeners. New year, new us. And also speaking of ads and sponsorships. This episode is powered by ZOA. Not Which sponsored is owned, by, but could be. Zoa. Yeah, it could be. Sponsor Email us, Zoa. Uh, powered by Zoa. Uh, this is uh, for the Everyday Warrior by uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, 
It is a healthy warrior blend of immunity, focus, hydration, okay. they haven't body, given us and money energy. Yet. Calm down. Oh, right, right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'm, I love these. Uh, I drink one of these a day, and this is not an ad. This is just me saying sponsor us because I already love your product. Give it to me for free, and that's all I need. <laughs> Please. Um, but uh, Costco has the big, the boxes, and it's like three different flavors of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I need to go to Jewel because they've got, uh, they've got flavors that aren't in the multi pack box, like the original. Oh, I just need that. Also, Always sugar free. The ads we have like we they're targeted slash like um location regionalized. Based. Yeah. yeah. So because Carmen had a Kroger one and I don't we don't have Kroger in Chattanooga. We so don't have I, Kroger in Chicago. I don't understand really? that one. No. I thought you did have Kroger's there. No, I mean it's far it's like you have to go to Iowa to get Kroger. That's right. I mean, we, we have, have, we have them, Jewel and we have Costco and Mariano's and Pete's. We like, had you got Kroger those. where I went to college, which is only three hours away. So I don't really understand people like there's Kroger delivery here, but there's not Kroger oh, here, which is really weird. Anyways. So, yeah, we don't really we're still learning about the ads. We are we're figuring it out. We're doing our best, as my yes. three year old would say. Yeah. And one of the things we're thinking uh, with with obviously the emergence of Patreon and we've been getting a lot of interest there, people asking about it on our social media and via email, which I get like these blocked out emails where there will be some things that are redacted. <laughs> like red- yeah, redacted <laughs> where she'll send me emails and say, you need to look at this. And it's like half redacted. I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading at this point. Uh, but um, we we're, we're toying with the idea of putting ad free uh episodes on our patreon for one of the tiers for listeners so uh definitely stay stay abreast of that and with that we are a gray's anatomy podcast so uh definitely follow us at gray's academy pod on instagram uh at carmen.gabriel.official at chaotically kelsey and also make sure to give us a five star review hit the five star button it takes two seconds uh and if you are listening on apple podcasts Write us a little review, write us a little blurb, uh, but wherever you listen, uh, definitely hit that five-star button. It takes literally two seconds, and it helps uh, the algorithms find more Grey's Anatomy fans like yourself. And tell your friends and family, because they need to know. Uh, I was, I was, uh, I saw someone with a Grey's Anatomy shirt on the other day, uh, and it was just mm-hmm. the logo. It didn't have, like, faces or anything, so I was like, hey, uh, this is weird. No spoilies, uh, but I actually have a podcast. You should check it out. So, did you uh, really? Yeah, I did. So I oh did, I didn't want to tell you. I wanted to surprise you. So <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jen from Jewel Osco on Seventy Fifth Street uh, and Jane's Avenue in Illinois. If you actually are listening to this, it's probably going to be like a month later. But uh, surprise! <laughs> uh, shout out, shout like out. I said, shout out. So yeah. Let's do it. Let's do this thing. Amazing. Okay. So yeah, this is exciting. You guys, um, I re-listened to the season three finale prediction episode right before. Which, If you haven't done that, listen to that now. Stop what you're doing. Listen to that now and refresh yourself. <laughs> yes. Because I wanted to remember all of the thing, like medium, how Carmen did and like where his predictions landed and uh, how correct slash uh, incorrect he was. Um, so yeah, really excited. I love this episode. This is this episode. I remember watching live. So it was like nearish the end of season, the back half of season three. Um, I think like, do you know, remember when streaming, this is making me sound so old when streaming, like wasn't really a thing. And like when they released box set DVDs, it would be like halfway through the current season is when the last season would come out. 
So season two came out like halfway through season three, a, a little bit after Meredith had drowned. And one of my friends was like really into it. So she sat me down and showed me the bomb episode and I was like hooked. And so then I had kind of like read, um, like summaries of what had happened in season three up to this point. I don't remember for sure where in season three I started watching, but I know I was watching live at this point and, uh, such a good episode. It's a good Um, episode. Yeah. So I was looking at some of the, um, reviews for it, the critics, how it was received and, it was kind of uh, all over the place because they were loved the Burke and Christina storyline and how that played out. Um, but overall they kind of were like, there was too much crammed in this episode, which honestly I kind of agree with. There was like a lot happening that maybe could have started in the previous episode and not have all been crammed into this episode. Like they um, could have added five more episodes, like five more minutes onto the, f- the last episode and, yeah. and spread things out a little bit. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So, yeah, U- ultimately, I think it, I loved love this episode. There are just certain things that are like ugh, defining television moments for me. And they're in this episode. And I bet you can tell what they are. <laughs> um, obviously, it's a huge Christina episode. So, like, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, this okay. is a really great episode for Christina, but we're not going to spoil our rankings. You have to listen all the seven. way to the end. So seven, seven out of have you. Do you remember there was a there was a Twitter thread where um, I don't remember what it was for, but a guy had said that a perfect score was five out of seven. And everyone was like, dude, what are you talking about? So my, that. I'll just see if I can find it. But my my little brother sent it to me. And basically the guy was like, listen, I give this movie a five out of seven. That's a perfect score. And I don't know what you're talking about. It was just the weirdest thing. I'll, <laughs> just, I'll, see you, like, I'll, I'll find it. Um, okay. So this is episode 61. It is the 25th episode of the third season. And it is called Didn't We Almost Have It All? Which is a song. It's a song. Uh, so this is a song by Whitney Houston. Uh, the Queen, Whitney Houston, we're all fans, uh, which I haven't seen the movie yet, but uh, I'm very excited to see uh, the I Want to Dance with Somebody movie that's either out Hello. now or coming out soon. Yes. yes. Uh, I need to see that. Um, anyways, so uh, this was uh, a song from her second studio album, Whitney, 1987. And the song itself was written by Michael Masser and Will Jennings. So not written by Whitney Houston, but it is an original Whitney Houston song. Um, now, this song ended up being a single from her album, Whitney, but it almost wasn't. She almost released a cover, uh, but there was uh, a whole conversation with producers on the back end saying uh, she's too big to be releasing a cover as a single off of her album, which I agree. Mm. Um, so this specific song... Uh, Let's see, we got the charts right up here. Had reached as high as number one on the uh, Canadian adult contemporary charts and had reached as high as number one on the U.S. adult contemporary charts. And it did reach. uh, It is one of the uh, songs that hit Billboard Hot 100 number one. So uh, found a lot of success uh, both in Canada and the United States. Uh, It hit top 10 in Ireland. Uh, 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 and that was it. Everywhere else, it was very close. Like Spain hit number 12. Uh, the UK hit number 14. And the Netherlands hit number 17. So uh, had a lot of success there. And the actual album itself 
was certified gold. So, uh, very big things for this. Now, uh, I did not listen to this song before the episode, but I know the song. When I look at this song and the lyrics, this, to me, as I'm thinking back on the episode, is is obviously Christina and Burke. Like we, we didn't, we almost have it all like, <laughs> yeah, we were right there, you know? So close. Um, so I don't want to spoil our feelings and thoughts. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. But, uh, Kelsey back to you. Thank you so much. Um, okay, wait, here we go. So this episode was written by Tony Phelan and Joan Rader, directed by Rob Korn. So we have seen all of those people before. They're alums. They're tight in the Shonda group. Um, this episode aired May 17th, 2007 to 22.57 million views. And the Netflix synopsis is Christina and Burke's wedding day arrives. The interns get their exam results. Callie and George make a decision about their relationship. Nothing about the chief situation, nothing about Meredith and Derek, nothing about Alex and Ava, just so much that isn't there, but it's fine. A lot, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, okay, so let's dive on in, because this is a long episode, guys. This was 53 minutes. Yeah. So I and tried you... to look online if it aired, if it was like an hour and a half at airing, or like an hour, 15 minutes when it aired, because there's no way a normal episode is um 43 minutes 43 maybe 45 so 10 extra minutes on i mean they have to have commercials and this is like the prime slot this was nine o'clock on thursdays like that's like the spot um so i don't know i don't know what's happening if you remember that or if you have any inside information uh email us or hit us up on social media to let us know if you remember um one thing that I will say is because this is a longer episode and there's a lot of stuff going down, if you need to take a minute to pause and uh, like go grab a snack or uh, order some White Castle on Grubhub, which is what I intend to do at the end of this episode, <laughs> um, do it and get a drink and, you know, or, or, or you know what, if you want to just draw up a warm, hot bath and put a bath bomb in and put us in your Bluetooth speakers, we will serenade you with our thoughts and opinions uh, of this episode. So, so just true. wanted to so true. Yeah, Whatever you're it. doing, we're we're along for the ride. Yeah. Might, Should we record an episode? Like we're both in the bathtub? Some like, chipotle. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, I watch man. a lot of the Grays when I'm in my bath and I take notes I on my that. phone while I, I'm watching. I I took notes on my laptop while doing this because I was like, I just this is so much better. Why have I spent three seasons on it my phone? It is a lot better to have the full keyboard. <laughs> you can just crank it out. You don't there's less yeah. pausing. Yeah, well, there was just as much pausing. It just my notes got longer, so nothing changed except now yeah. I have more notes. I'm not like now trying to remember. I have more to say. Yeah. Anyways, all right, let's do this. All right, let's start with the recap. There was the exam. Uh, it's the wedding. The hikers. Izzy and George. Ava's getting her memory back. Um, Chief's making him his recommendations. Joe and Walter maybe having the babies. The <laughs> axe is in the head. Adele is there, and she is injured or ill some so, something happened to her fainting yeah yes there's a lot happening okay so we start with richard doing a voiceover but then it cuts to him and he's talking to someone about being the chief but like they don't show us there's not like a immediate they don't immediately show us who he's talking to yeah 
I like I like this the way they did this uh, episode with Weber and kind of you would zoom in on his face before they would reveal who he was talking yeah. to because it reminds me of an episode of Scrubs where Dr. Cox is in like this therapy kind of uh, scenario and he's having this conversation. But spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Scrubs, he he's talking to his six month old son. Uh, so uh, he's like doing a therapy session and he's like talking to his son and he's like, you're the reason that people don't fear me anymore. You've made me soft. Uh, oh. And the bit, the big reveal is it's his, it's his son. Um, but anyways, I, I like, I was getting a lot of like flashbacks of how they had that set up because there's like this reveal and you're like, Oh, who's he talking to this time? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to point that out for any, anyone listening who is also watched scrubs. I got a lot of vibes from this. Definitely some symmetry also to the season two finale where he has all of them in their office trying to figure out who cut the LVAD wire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Forgot about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lots of symmetry in this episode. I also read the blog post that Shonda wrote about this episode, um, and she makes a lot of um, very interesting points. So I'll bring those up as we go through and they are relevant but she said in there not about this specifically about about a scene later on um that she likes symmetry a lot and she likes to implore it in her writing um so yeah i love her great job shonda um adele is in the er uh, uh as rena is being brought over from joe's and burke and addison are with her and then they see that adele is in there so addison has to go help her as well um, Christina, they cut to the little bachelorette and they're like playing the games of toilet paper bride, which is a game that people play very wasteful in my, did opinion. you, did you play that game at your bachelorette party? No, but that's, that's just a waste of toilet paper. Yeah. We all survived 2020. Let's not waste toilet paper anymore. That's true. It's true. Also um, before, yeah. before you go too far, I, I did want to call out that when Burke, not Burke, when Weber was giving his, um, like little intro monologue thing, he yeah. mentions, when you get caught up taking care of other people's families, you, you sacrifice your own. You always mm -hmm. sacrifice your own. And I'm like, damn, it's just, that's like, that's, that's obviously a workaholics mindset. That's anyone will do that, but mm -hmm. it is crazy because he's explaining the actual brevity of what a chief of surgery has. Yeah. And he's like, this is not going to be easy for whoever gets this job. And I don't envy them is kind of like what I was getting from that. Yeah. Also. Um, so, Shonda in her blog post was basically like the theme of this episode and kind of of the whole season is that you can't have it all, which I don't really know if I fully agree with that. I, yeah, I guess I, I, I do don't. maybe to an extent like, but I mean, obviously in this episode, like no one gets it all like just no, no one. one, everyone um, ends up, everyone well, loses out. I guess not Callie. What we see of Callie, she has everything. Well, she, ha the point that they, that Shonda specifically said in the blog post was, um, Bailey has a solid family and home life, but it, but now is, um, shaky on her career side. And Callie is really solid in her career side, but her personal and home life is shaky. So it's but kind she of doesn't like, know. She doesn't she know knows. that though. She fully knows. Eh, she doesn't. She doesn't know what she exactly. She, she doesn't know what she knows. She, but she knows that there's shit 
She knows but it's she not doesn't, good. But she doesn't know if it's, is it a solid singular rabbit turd? Is it a diarrhea? <laughs> like I it's just a T-Rex, ate T Rex <laughs> blowout. Yeah, she doesn't know how shitty it is yet, and I guess that's where I'm saying there's a little bit of ignorance that maybe is playing into that. But I see what you're saying, and I and I get. Uh, I'll have to read this blog post afterwards. Yeah, now that we yeah, I'll send it to you. Redact anything that I, I can't read. No, no, it's it's only about this episode, so you're allowed okay. to see it. Okay, good. Because these the blog posts that I read, they're it's called gray matter, like funny, haha. Because gray matter's in the brain, um, and they were released on ABC.com, like with the episodes. When when the writer would write a blog post, they would release it like that same day as the episode nice. aired. Nice. So it's like. Very old, very old time. Like it's with the time. So this was released in 2007. So it's been a minute. In a minute, I'm Anita Cinnamonal, Grey's Anatomy. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they're playing the game. Remix! It's, it's the daytime. Here we go. Another they're, one. They're, they're playing the game. Their pagers go off except Christina's. And she's like, oh, mine didn't go off. But she still goes because it's Christina, obviously. Um, they're getting ready to leave, and Meredith is like, "Are you can do this, right? Because I need you to do this." And Christina says, "Oh, I get it. My wedding's about you." Yes, yeah, classic. <laughs> so she also used the word chattel at one point, which I had to Google. Do you know what that is? When I didn't see her use that. Yeah, she said, "Yeah, I'm ready to become a piece of chattel or something like that." Uh, Not cattle. No chattel. I had to look it up. It's chattel with a ch. Interesting. Yeah, and it is defined as a tangible, movable piece of property. So that's the way she views her wedding, is she's now a piece of property, which I get that that's the most basic of origins of a wedding is to own the women. I get it. Uh, But it was just funny that she said it, and I was like, what the fuck? I had to turn the subtitles on. I was like, what the fuck is she saying? Chattel, chattel, what? So I Googled it. So So the more you know. Um, so, yeah, Meredith is really harping on basically if Christina marries Burke, then her relationship with Derek is saved, which I the I don't get it. It makes um, no sense. It doesn't. And when uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to reference this blog a lot because I found it very helpful and very relevant, obviously, since it's about the episode. Um, Shonda says that Meredith did not have like a stable family to like watch growing up or like any really stable relationships to watch. So she finds that stability in Christina because Christina is her best friend and is essentially now her family. So if Christina can have a stable relationship, she thinks she can have one. Is this healthy? No. Does she need therapy? Yes. But that's where we're at. And that's so I don't find that necessarily to be like super clear. Like obviously it's clear that she, for whatever reason, believes if Christina can get married, her and Derek can be fine. What's not clear is the why behind that, but that is what was written as the why by the writers. So yeah, to offer some clarity, it makes sense when you explain it so thoroughly. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Shonda. Um, but yeah, I, I just didn't find that like super obvious as a viewer. I kind of needed the, the insight from the writer's room to get to that point. Um, so Mark and Derek get to the hospital from the bachelor party and Bailey tells them the fourth climbers there, that he has a head injury and they're like, Oh, where are the films? She's like, no, we don't have films. He's like, well, how do you know there's a head injury? Like, well, because there's a fucking ax in his head. So that's how, 
Um, we use some deductive reasoning here. Just making an assumption. Uh, and so they get there. Um, Richard is in the room with Adele. Addison is like, she was here earlier. She was in a fender bender. And he gets all mad because he's like, why did I not know she was here? And then she's like, she might be having a miscarriage. Like literally all this information all at once. Um, he he does when he's mad, though, he's he says that he's got rights and, and, and Addison tries to hide it with the doctor patient confidentiality. Yeah. But if you're a lawyer or if you are a doctor and you can uh, write us in or come on the show, maybe we have we, we need to have a conversation around what truly is and isn't protected with spousal privileges Mm -hmm. in doctor patient confidentiality, because I don't know that Weber actually has any rights, but he's someone who would know what rights he has. My thing is if he goes to Addison and like asks, like if he knows she's there and she's, and he says, what's wrong, how is she doing? I think she's allowed to tell him, but she didn't seek him out to tell him, which seems like that's what he's mad about, but that's not really the doctor's job to like go and hunt down your like, Spouse who is also their boss, especially when the woman explicitly said, don't freaking tell him I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the line? What isn't the line? Yeah. We definitely want to know and have that conversation because we don't know because we are not doctors in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, Burke is working on Rena, who is the pregnant woman for Joe and Walter. Um, and he's like, asked her about the chest pains. When did they start? It's important. You tell me like exactly when they started. Because for whatever reason, thing he's diagnosed, they have like 48 hours to to like take care of it. And it's already been like 30, 36 or something like they're very close. Yeah. To that. Well, with window. an aortic with an aortic dissection. Uh, uh, yeah. Aortic dissection. It could it's it's called a ischemic bowel. And that's when basically that ruptures. And uh, it's because your heart is this muscle where it's just it's it doesn't stop. It's not like you yeah. could just n- not use your arm. And your your arm is not going to explode if it's not in use, but your mu- <laughs> your your heart is always in use. Right. Um, but I remember there was uh, an episode also of Scrubs uh, where they didn't diagnose it quick enough, and the guy died. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that stuff's very scary stuff. So I I I didn't get that at first, but they explained it more like a couple scenes later when they're actually saying like he's quizzing them, and he goes, "How long do you have?" Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a good tie-in. Um, so he's like, we have to do this surgery immediately. And she, it's all panicked. They're like, we're going to deliver the babies. And Joe kind of comforts her and is like, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. You don't have to choose what matters is you and the babies are safe. It's a nice little moment. Yeah. Kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like saving his panic from, from the last episode. There's a, a redemption. There's a redemption yes, there. Thank you. You're Sergeant welcome. Um, yes, he, it's a, a redemption moment for Joseph. Our good friend, Joseph. Uh, Burke tells Addison what's going on, that they have to do the C-section. Uh, and Christina's like, oh, you have an aortic dissection. And she really wants to scrub in. And he's like, don't worry, I'll be at the church on time. And she's like, I like, I could give zero fucks about this wedding. I don't care if you're going to be there. I want to be in the surgery. She doesn't say this, but this is obviously her thought process. Right, exactly. And we know that she's of sound mind because she still has her original eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> um, 
So Bailey sends the interns on their assignments and she puts Meredith with Adele and then sends and Christina's like, hey, what about me? And she's like, go away. Like, I didn't page you. I don't you should be getting ready for your wedding. Like what I'm giving you the day off. I'm being nice. Go away. And Christine and she goes, well, Burke is here. And he goes, well, there's only one Preston Burke. Well, there's only one Christina Yang. So it's just that like, is not the same, Christina. Really and you know her, it. But it's, she's an intern <laughs> for crying out loud. Uh, um, it is funny, though. It's definitely a funny Christina. I actually I, I watched that like twice. I had to rewind it. I'm like, Christina, just sh-. and she said it so matter of factly. Oh, like, she didn't flinch. Yes. The conviction, the belief system in this woman is that she is equivalent to every other like major successful surgeon. But, you know, I what? respect it's like, it, though. It's like the dress for the job you want kind of thing. You know, it's act. She's acting. She is acting out what she wants to be. And I love her for that. Yes. A lot of respect there, Christina. Um, so we get the title card at six minutes and five seconds. Uh, Richard is talking again about being chief and turn camera turns reveals it's Mark. Obviously he's not getting the job. And, um, but he says, oh, if you're giving it to Derek, it's because I made him. He's better because I made him fight for it. And to Richard's credit, he does. say He's like, you made all of them fight for it. So, like, good on you. Like, he's acknowledging you weren't a nobody. Like, you did a You put up a fight. And I, I think that's a nice thing. Yeah. It goes back to, was it last episode or two episodes ago when Weber just goes to hug uh Meredith and he's like being a good guy to Meredith and it's not because he wants to be her dad it's because he's a good leader and that's something right there that pointing out that like yeah you're not getting this job and you came in last place but like you got some shit going and you brought the best out of these other people for whatever the reason is if it was because they hated you uh it's fine but that's a good leader pointing that out so yeah Yeah, kudos Weber can you be my boss (laughs) Um, Derek is asking the climbers what happened on the mountain and they're like oh Lonnie started climbing down and we were all tied together and one of them says he was trying to like get back on the side of the mountain and he was like flailing his axe and it went into Lonnie's head seems shady yeah no one tells the truth the first time Shonda you're boring <laughs> um, so they thought that they quote unquote they thought he was dead when they left him there. Oh, wee, wee. So Adele wakes up and Addison tells her that Richard knows what's going on. Um, she does an ultrasound, finds a heartbeat. So the baby's, but it's weak, so they're like, We're gonna keep you, we're gonna put you on fluid, but all this stuff, whatever. Addison leaves to go do the surgery, and Richard um, stays with Adele and she's like don't you have to go do shit and she's like no I can he says no I can do it here and he asks why she didn't tell him about the baby states with her it's he's trying again he's trying to redeem himself as well yes yes Um, Alex is talking to Addison and Ava Rebecca's husband shows up and he's like I'm Jeff Pope I'm Rebecca's husband blah 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 hey that's the first time you said Ava Rebecca I I literally wrote Ava Rebecca in my notes. I, I love that's that. always how I refer, refer to her. <laughs> it's just like it's who she is to me. Yeah. 
which again, I want to take a second here and just shout out you, uh, oh, because you. yeah, uh, because like I know how hard it is sometimes, uh, especially knowing you to control some of those inner inner voices, and I'm sure that every time we talked about Ava, you wanted to say Ava Rebecca, and I know you said that it was going on in your head, but as I'm watching this, I just imagine you in your head. You're like you're speaking. You go out loud. You say Ava, but in your head you say Rebecca every time, and yeah. I don't know how you didn't slip up, but I am very <laughs> impressed. So you Thank need you. a shout out. Also shout out to any time I've actually had the ability to control my face because it is uh, <laughs> difficult. <laughs> yes. Especially with how right I am in all of these predictions because I'm amazing. Well, some of them. Some of them you did get very close. It, it's here's the thing. You have like two or three that are spot on and then like 18 that are just the opposite of correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like, oh, kind of. It's like, no, that's literally the opposite of what happened. Or I like jokingly say some stupid shit yep. and it's totally right. And then I back yep. down slowly because no, you talked me out a, of it. You no, know, there are ones where you offhand make it happened in this episode. Um, Like, I don't remember if it was season two or season three when we were recording, I said something about, we were trying, I think we were talking about the timeline of the show and I was like, Oh no, they all are just interns for all 19 seasons. And you're like, no, they're, they don't stay interns except for George. Maybe he fails and sucks. And so he has to stay an intern forever. <laughs> and I was, so and, I, and I was like, yes. how does he do it? <laughs> how does he do it? Uh, but I'm like, you probably don't even remember saying that because it wasn't an I official think I, prediction. It was like a joke that you were making about because it was when we were in like peak George hatred. Uh, I think I do remember vaguely saying <laughs> that, but I, yeah, um, it's so funny. There's someone listening to that for the first time who's doing that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio holding a beer pointing at the TV screen yeah. meme right now going, how does he know? Um, and that's me. Um so, yes, uh, Christina, they show her laying in her apartment looking at her dress. Just like a real quick little cut scene. Um, and then it cuts back to the hospital. And Jeff is go, goes to Ava Rebecca's room and he's all excited to see her. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I should have never let you leave. And they hug and he's in it. And she's obviously like, ugh, this guy. <laughs> this the nice worst. Person. Boring. Yeah, boring. Um. So, yeah, what were your feelings on them when he showed up and went to her room or whatever? Well, the f have the first the first thought is he he asked for Addison specifically. So I thought initially he was going to be there to take the baby um, because she's obviously she works in the the, the baby the, the natal department. Um, but uh, I don't know. I. There's a lot of dialogue around if you're married to this person, you suck it up and you be with that person forever. Until you divorce them, you are with that person forever. And I didn't get the hint that Rebecca wanted to get a divorce. She just like left and maybe she needed to like live her life a little bit and come back to this guy. But um, you see a little bit more of this relationship uh his desire to to be a new person. And he also doesn't seem like a dick, uh, but she did make a point to say that he was a nice guy. Um, so when I first saw the way that Rebecca was acting, Ava Rebecca, uh, she seemed 
half relieved, half like she doesn't know what her future holds when Jeff yeah. was like, hey, I'm here. Hello. Hi. Um, so definitely weird. But the Alex, the Alex and Rebecca storyline, I do not get it. It makes no sense. They're trying to force they like and Addison made this Denny Duquette such like comment before they fucked, but they're really forcing this relationship down our throats and I don't love it. So yeah, I know that you have I have like brought this up multiple times and you're like, no, they're there it's nothing. Um and I think they tried to establish it like there was an episode wherever episode where Alex moves into the house and Izzy's like, Oh, Alex is still obsessed with me. And then he goes, he's like getting ready to leave. And she goes, Oh, do you have a hot date? And he says, yes. And then it's him at the hospital. I think that was them kind of planting the seed. And then also him, like not him, like breaking up with Addison. Cause he doesn't really want to be with her quote unquote, breaking up like they weren't together. Um, him just blowing her off because I mean, I kind of think, I'm trying to look at it. It's really, I really don't know because I'm trying to look at it. Like, did they set this up or did I just watch it knowing that that was what they were doing? Like, did they actually set it up that they were quote unquote falling for each other or did it really come out of left field? Like, I don't know. Cause it's it's kind of one of those things where like, you've been so adamant that there's nothing going on. I'm like, are they doing like a terrible job? Like, I don't know. To me, it it always and it, it, there was always a misdirection because she was pushing him like just go go chase Addison, and then all of a sudden he breaks it off with Addison, but he also was a dick to her in the same episode. So it's not like he there was this on screen crystallizing moment that he's like I don't want to be with Addison, I want to be with you. I just got the sense that he was being a good patient. And because he saved her life, there was this connection that he needs to finish the job. That's all I got from that up until this episode. And I knew that she was starting to have feelings for him, but I really only saw that when her memory came back because she remembered that she was in a a marriage that she wanted out of. Yeah. Because she, all the way up until that, when she had no memories, she's like, oh, my husband's coming for me. This baby's going to have a father. My family's coming for me. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, wait, no, I'm Rebecca. My life is shit. I need to start trying to get with this Alex guy. That was maybe <laughs> a weird switch. But I didn't I didn't feel that organically. It felt very forced. I, I feel like they have some chemistry. Like, once they get her out of that bed and, like, up and around and, like, she has the surgeries and has the baby. Like, I feel like there is more chemistry between the two of them. Cause they're just together so much. Um, but I don't know. It's just bizarre. It felt more friendship chemistry to me though, than yeah. romantic chemistry. That's fair. But that's fair. There, this, I'm going to loop this storyline in with the Mer- Meredith and Derek storyline. It just feels forced. I like it. I'm engaged. I'm following. Obviously I like the fact that there is this tension between Rebecca and Alex, but I don't feel like the storyline has gone on too long to where I'm not truly invested anymore. And it's the same thing with this Derek and Meredith storyline. It's just bullshit. Like I don't want, it's to your point in the beginning of the episode, there's a lot of things all thrown in one on this. Mm -hmm. So speaking of Meredith and Derek, Oh my gosh. The next note, I want you to know the next note after this is all caps. This Derek and Meredith storyline is trash. All caps right there. 
That's wrote, the next note in my my phone. Meredith finds Derek and he is all caps such an ass. Like literally, what the fuck? I am so confused. Why is he doing this? He fucking sucks. I hate this man. So this also, is also he scene. lied. He's yep. lying. So this is the scene where he tells Meredith like, oh, I met a girl at the bar. Nothing happened, but she we flirted. And like, that was the best part of my whole week. And you should feel shitty about that. Like, what? You barely flirted. I don't understand. So I know that you are not podcast. You're not a Derek fan. Justifiably so. I do. I nothing, Derek. While you were rewatching this, yeah. yeah, I I just nothing. I nothing, Derek and Meredith. Neither of them are my favorite characters. But what was your thought rewatching this? And did you remember this specific scene that it was coming? And like, I, I want to know what's going on in your head as someone who's seen this a lot. So I remember the scene where he flirts with her in the previous episode, and then I remember. Like, obviously, I know who she is. Like, that's like the big reveal. Like, oh, my God, of course, of course, it's Meredith's fucking half sister. Like, it can't be no one. It has to be her half sister. Um, And didn't I say that? Didn't I say she looked familiar? Yes, but we haven't seen her before. Oh, okay. I thought we saw her in a hospital. But it's the other sister. The one we have not met yet. So this is because she looked met Molly. She looked a lot like Molly. That's what I was pretty good casting. They definitely look related. Um, So, yeah, I didn't remember him telling Meredith. Like, I remember him saying I met someone else in a bar. And I just remember kind of there being a conversation around that. What really pissed me off is, should you be worried that I met a girl at a bar? No. Should you be worried that flirting with someone else was the highlight of my week? Yes. What? It's not her fault if your life is shitty. Right. I mean, maybe to an extent, like some of it, like time with her, but you can't pin every single moment of your life on the person you're in a relationship with. Like, I just don't understand this. It's just like, I, I truly just don't, I don't, he's being such a dick. Like, and the, the, the thing that makes me mad is like, there's no clarity on what it is he wants her to do. They can right. stay together. What is it that she, she's going to have to be a different person for that not to be true. Also, we've seen over the last couple of episodes, she has completely pivoted and course corrected. She's trying so hard. So hard. So hard. Oh my gosh. And Derek is just like, I just can't deal with you having to try. Or like, I just can't deal with the fact that I had to think of this thought in the first place. Like, shut the f- move on. Writers, like, get some I mean, new material. Yeah, it's just, I don't understand what he's harping on. It makes no sense. As a man, and, it makes no sense. <laughs> and like, I just, I really can't. I just don't understand what it is he wants. And it's, it's re- really, really frustrating to watch him say this shit to her. And then like 20 minutes later, watch him go, you're the love of my life. Yeah. And then okay. you're the love of my life. But if you need to break up with me, just do it. Like, yeah, please, <laughs> what? please, please do it. We're going to get there. But like. Spoiler alert. That scene was dumb. <laughs> this, I cannot with this couple. I just can't. And I was thinking a lot about it because this is a like a super common thing in any show where there's a quote unquote main couple. There are very few shows where they just get together and everything's fine and they're together. 
Like there's always has to be recurring conflict that something that gets in the way, an obstacle. And I don't mean an obstacle like, oh, we need to work on our communication. No, there's always like an obstacle of like, now we have to break up because like, oh, I have, now I have a fourth leg growing out of my butt. I don't know. Like, we there's were always, on a break. Yes. There's always something going on to keep people apart. And one of the shows that actually did it well, where the couple, the main couple just got together and was happy and it was still compelling to watch in my opinion is parks and recreation. Yes. Like, um, Amy Poehler, and Adam Ben Wyatt, whatever they get together and they stay together and it's still compelling to watch. Like you still like them. You're still rooting for them. They, the obstacles for them as a couple are things they face together, not things within their relationship. If that makes sense. Like trying to figure out politically what they're going to do and what their moves are and, and navigating their careers, but not in a way that's like, this will break us up we have to pick one or each other. Like, and I think it's just rare to see that. Obviously that's a comedy and these are dramas. So like they're going to, it's more dramatic to like make people break up, whatever. Yeah. But it's just like, at at what point do you just let the, let people be together? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in this episode. That's for sure. There, there's also one of the things that I really appreciate about shows is where they can have a long time couple simultaneously running as couples with conflict i think friends did it great once chandler and monica got together obviously again comedy versus drama very different but if we're going to talk again another comedy uh with scrubs turk and carla got together yeah i think like second season and for all of eight or, or seven seasons jd and elliot are like back and forth on again off again won't they yeah. will, will they won't they so um, I'm wondering, and I think we're going to need to circle back on this for an official prediction, but I just can't start to pick who a stable relationship is going to be in the show because clearly George and Callie ain't it. Um, nope. if Bailey gets a divorce, I swear, I won't believe that love is real anymore. Uh, so who knows? But anyways, all right. I'm th- oh, why are you making a face? You're making a face. I'm Bailey, just does Bailey get a divorce? Bailey gets I'm a not, divorce. Okay. Kelsey so confirmed talk. that Bailey gets a divorce. Kelsey confirmed that Bailey just disappears and starts. She starts a hospital on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Another free clinic on the moon. Yes. Um. Okay. So then we cut to Addison, who tells Richard she needs the job more than anyone else and he's like that's why you can't have it because you need to get your life together and your life is garbage and we have to write you off of this show so that you can have your own show also she's 39 mm-hmm. she looks great she looking fine that means so was she really 39 at the time of this show I have no idea let me let me math it up real quick because if she's 39 in real life in the time of this show she's what in almost her 50s right now currently in real life 55 years old so even in emily in paris i was like dang girl you can get it still she literally is like looks so good yeah and she had a baby in that show so that means 50 like if she was a 50 year old mom in that show pumping while being the head of a company like Dang, girl, get yours. Let's do this. But yeah, 39. Wow, absolutely incredible. 
I almost started watching Private Practice yeah, I mean, like, it, on my it own. It matches but she would have been to. about 40-ish on that in this time frame. So that okay. it, it matches up. I just I'm I also I don't know if you heard me while you were searching. I almost started watching Private Practice. I'm waiting for you to give me the green light to start watching it we're so that I don't figure it out. We'll need to figure it out. Yeah, we're um, going to have to schedule some things cuz we're just yeah. We're gonna have to I don't want any spoilers. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I I'll want... fill my time with watching Scandal first. I feel like or you Madam need Secretary. To, to Scandal. Oh my god, Madam Secretary was so good. Um and Scandal I think is only on Hulu, which is dumb. I got that though. I know. Um, yeah, it did a stupid commercials though. Okay. So <laughs> Derek and Burke are scrubbing in and Derek tells Preston, Oh, you're so lucky. Christina's great. And he's like, Oh, aren't you lucky? It's just no, weird. I'm not lucky. You big <laughs> idiot. My life is so sad. Do you remember when <laughs> Bailey is like, um, two women love me and like my hair is so great. Like that's yes. what like that's yeah. My diamond Stupid. shoes are too tight. Uh, that's what that reminds me of. Um, so Mark comes in and he's like, Oh, are you ready to be best man? Like I was an excellent best man. And Derek turns to Burke and goes, worst case scenario. I sleep with your wife in 10 years. So funny. Really quite, quite cute. I, I actually really enjoy like the bro dynamic of the three of them together. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I want in season four, there to be more Derek and Mark scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope that how this episode ends does not negatively impact Burke and Derek's relationship. Well, while we're on that note, um, <laughs> Do you remember at the end of the episode when Christina's like, Burke, he's gone. Like, he took his stuff and he's gone. Does he live in the Airstream with Derek? No. Does he live at the hotel and move in with Mark? No. Is he done with the show forever? Yeah. What? You're <laughs> lying. Are you shitting me? No. So I went, There's there was drama. And I was so hoping on the blog. And it makes sense that it wasn't addressed on the blog post, but... They wrote him out of the show because of like personal dramas behind the scenes. And I so want to know where this story would have gone if Isaiah Washington had been allowed to stay on the show. And here's the situation. I Wait, what the f- you're not fucking with me? No. What? Why? Yeah. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you wait until the next episode when I'm like, where's Burke? Why did you ruin it? Oh my gosh, this is the Addison getting sued all over again. Uh, wait, is Addison gone too? Is she officially gone now too? Yeah. What? What about Mark? Is Mark gone too? No. <laughs> Why? What is happening? Okay, Addison do you want me and- to tell you what happened with Burke? Yeah, tell me. Oh, okay, so this is like a huge bummer. This is a huge bummer. And I'm also telling you this because we knew it at the time. So real time, you would know that this was happening because it came. There was like this conflict behind the scenes. And so basically Isaiah, to my understanding, also, this is hearsay. I was not there. This is alleged. Allegedly. This is what was legal disclaimer. We have no true insight. Legal disclaimer. I was not there. Um, Isaiah Washington and Patrick Dempsey, who I have heard 
that Patrick Dempsey is a huge diva, but Patrick Dempsey and Isaiah Washington were arguing on set about something or another. And he, Patrick Dempsey, no, Isaiah Washington called Patrick Dempsey a word that I hate, a slur for gay people that starts with an F. Okay. And I hate that word and I'm not going to, there's not a lot that offends me, but I really hate that word and I'm not going to say it. Wait, um, is, and is Patrick Dempsey gay? No. Oh, so he, he was just was being using it like just as a, a dick. slur. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, right. but to further the issue, T.R. Knight, who plays George, is gay. Oh, so that's right. There was just like a lot of hostility on set. Um, there are interviews where Katherine Heigl is like really aggressive about it because her and T.R. Knight um, were like also best friends basically in real life. So she has been like, that's why they have so much chemistry for him so hard, like all this stuff, which I respect, obviously. Um, I also like am very protective of friends. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With book of the month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at book of the month focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amico Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. Family, so I totally get where she's coming from on that. But so it just kind of like I there, I'm sure there was more before that, but that was kind of like to my understanding the the boiling point, and then that kind of got out, and they were like, We're just gonna, you're not gonna be on the show anymore. Damn. That's crazy. I listen, okay, all right. This is one of my favorite things about doing this podcast and watching yeah. this show. <laughs> I know nothing. I had yeah. no idea. I, I did not I, see that coming. I did, I did not see that coming. I think about waiting until the next episode because obviously they like say that he's gone in the next episode. But because when this aired and then in between when season four came out, like that's when all of this news broke. So we like knew that Isaiah Washington wasn't coming back. So that's why I was like in that's how it was in real life. So I wanted to tell you now. <laughs> Because like, wow. that's how I, how we all found out in real time. Dang. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I want to take this moment to point out that I'm a mega genius because I knew that Burke would leave Christina and I'm amazing. Yeah, but you said they would stay together. Your prediction no. was he calls off the wedding, but they stay together. I clearly, uh, I was right the first time and I need, what I need to do is I need to stop letting you ask me the same prediction questions over and over because I second guess myself. Also, uh, you said that Christina would leave him at the altar at one point, but then you changed your mind. 
Uh, no, the, the first, well, yeah, I know, I think I, this prediction specifically mm-hmm. has gone through four or five iterations, but the first well, thing I ever said was ahead. Burke leaves her at the altar. Yes, well, and you, I will say you have harped on them not getting married. Like, you've pretty much been, like, sound on, like, they won't get married. Yeah. You've just kind of gone back and forth on, like, will they still be together? Right. I'm sorry. I take a sip of my my Zoa. Sponsor us. Um, All those antioxidants. <laughs> I feel so cleansed. Um, gosh, dang, it's so crazy. So okay. So just to confirm, this is the last episode that we see Burke, and it's the last episode that we see Addison. Well, no, I'm not going to say that for Addison because there are crossover episodes. Okay, but this is for sure. We never see Burke again. Like, do you really want me to answer that? Because I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm just not gonna answer it. So what I'm but assuming. But he's no longer listed as a series regular, and neither is Addison. So he may have a special guest reoccurrence, and it'll be like a Colin Marlowe situation where it's really awkward between him and Christina. Okay, got who's, it. Who's to say? Me, <clears throat> I'm saying. Well, now that that's over, uh, <laughs> let's move on. I guess. <laughs> Okay. I don't even know how we continue this episode. I'm like in shock. Um, so Bailey's checking the board for the chief resident announcement and Callie's like, it's not up yet. Uh, she chases then, sh- then Callie chases George into a room and is like, Hey, I think we should have a baby. And I don't know why, but I do think that. And George is like, that's a terrible idea. I will now leave this room. So it's Just a super healthy down the baby conversation. Fever. Really great. Yeah. Um, also, I, this is like a weird thing where I'm like, is Callie trying to have a baby because she thinks it's going to save their relationship? Like, that's not great. No, no one should ever do that. No, it's not going to save your relationship. And now you're also bringing another human being into a failing relationship, which is a bummer. I, I actually genuinely think because she's been hanging out with Addison so much that she really does feel like, I don't know why, but there's just babies everywhere I look. I do and think I, that she is probably ready to have a baby and that she wants one. But I also think she's kind of coupling that the like, quote unquote, biological clock side of that into like, well, if if I have a baby with him, for sure, all of our problems will go away. Right. Izzy Stevens who... Exactly. Um, Richard is looking after Adele. Meredith comes in and is like, I'm going to take you to your room. And Patricia is like, okay, what are we doing about the chief decision? And he's like, okay, I'm going to go do this, but I will be back. He's really trying hard with Adele to be like, I can't, I want to be here with you. Like, let me get rid of my job so I can be with you. Yeah. And in this, in this scene, the note that I wrote was Weber still loves Adele. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, It's obvious. Yeah. Um, So Adele is talking to Meredith and is like, oh, I remember you as a girl. I hated watching my husband flirt with your mom. So I would just hang out with you instead, which is fucked up. But okay. So sad. Yeah. Um, And then she's like, sorry about your mom. Meredith's like, yeah, I'm also sorry about my mom. Yeah, because my mom ruined your marriage uh, and uh, and Good my times. life. So Ellis is just the worst, apparently. Good times. Not apparently. Um, I mean, she is the worst. But also, you know, Thatcher's, <laughs> Thatcher's no sunshine and rainbow either. <clears throat> but then, of course, Adele is like, maybe there is no happily ever after. And Meredith is like, womp, womp, womp. 
I don't know why Meredith needs validation from outside of the world that she can have a relationship. It's frustrating. And I'm sure they'll continue to, to explore that over the next 19 seasons. <laughs> um, so Burke's mother is with Christina. She gives her that necklace and Christina's like, is it supposed to be so tight? And she's like, yeah, it's a choker. Christina's being super nice. So nice. Yeah. She's being very patient. Um, she's being very giving. She's being very not Christina, which obviously is kind of the point that they're writing so that there's validity in the end of the episode. Um, and she doesn't love it. She doesn't love the necklace, but, uh, to, Preston's mother's credit. She says like, I misjudged you. I thought you were selfish, but you've been so giving and like, you've given so much so that Preston can have this, what he wants again, foreshadowing. So yeah. And then the end of the scene is what the fuck is up with your eyebrows? Girl. (laughs) So what are you going to do about your eyebrows? Um, nothing. She's wild and so funny. Also, yeah. this is oh, what was the other movie where they they waxed off her eyebrow completely, or they like buzzed it off. That happened in a movie at a wedding day. Oh nope, it actually happened in Scrubs. Elliot waxed off <laughs> uh, Carla's uh, sister's eyebrow. Yeah, wow. These two shows, two peas in a pod. <laughs> um, so. They, uh, in Rena's surgery, uh, Addison asks Alex, like, oh, what about that? Ava Rebecca's husband, like, how'd that go? And he was like, uh, whatever. He cried and she was bored. Like they're, it's complicated. She hates him. <laughs> and Izzy's like, well, she has to stay with him because they're married. Oh my calm down. Christ almighty. Yeah. So this aggressive. was a really, so I wrote a couple notes here. So this is awkward because Addison has cheated on Derek and is divorced. Alex mm-hmm. and Izzy tried to fuck and then she got engaged to a guy who died. Izzy also slept with a married man. And also Alex and Addison fucked. What a weird yeah. lots of tension. Lots of tension. There's a lot happening here. Um so Rena's pressure drops. Burke's like, hey, I need to get in there. So Addison delivers the baby. Burke steps in. In the other surgery with the uh, ice pick in the head guy, Derek and George are there and they basically disagree on whether or not this guy had the right to turn back. He's like, George is like, oh, well, he could have turned back if he decided he didn't want to do it. And Derek's like, no, if you're going to climb a mountain, you're going to climb a mountain. Now, here's the thing. If you're climbing a mountain and you decide this is not no longer safe. I would like to turn around. I don't think there's any issue with that. The issue arises is because he was tethered to three other people who did not want to go down. So right. th- in that situation, you cannot turn around. Obviously it's a metaphor. George wants out of his marriage. Derek wants Meredith to commit. I don't fucking know. It's, it is what it is. It's metaphors. I think you summed Everyone's it up. Mad. I, you, I think you just nailed it. George wants out. <laughs> Derek wants everyone to go along the same same path. You did it. You great. Great. You're a metaphor pro. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Um, Derek tries to pull out the pick. He's like, Oh, we're going to pull this out and it's going to be like really messy because uh, like he was just swinging blindly and he was trying to get the mountain and he just clipped the side of his head. So like, it's not going to be a clean cut. So they pull it out. Of course, it's like a perfectly clean cut. 
So at this point, were you like validated that they were trying to kill yeah, him? Yeah, I was like, obviously, because he also, he's like, oh yeah, it was, there shouldn't have been a lot of force. Uh, so it should have just grazed the head and it should be coming out really easy, scraping, tearing, whatever they were saying. And uh, I was like, no, that bitch is lodged in there. Anyone can see it, plain as day. It's a clean cut. And uh, these guys lied. And uh, Shonda, again, yeah, boring. Also, when they pull it out, like that was like that thing was in his brain. Like you can see like the slice in the brain. And I don't understand how people can live after that. Oh, yeah. Well, there was first off, no blood came out anyways. Blood should have come out regardless because there's a pickaxe in your brain. Uh, But how he's got to have brain damage, like how he will could even speak. Does he have any motor functions after that? I don't understand brain. I guess it depends on what part of the brain it is. But how? But there are people who die from hitting the back of their head on concrete. Yeah. And then this guy has an axe in his brain and lives. Yeah. Like what? I don't know, what, man. We're not doctors. <laughs> it's truly. Uh, so then we get Richard talking to Preston about the chief situation. He's like, "You let me down," and he, he does say, "It might not be fair, but I hold you to a higher standard than everyone else." It's not fair, but that's fine. Um. Uh, and he's like, you made bad choices. You have to know when you're in over your head. And like being chief is about knowing when you need to make these choices. And then like it kind of holds on Preston when he says you have to like, it's about knowing when you're in over your head. Again, foreshadowing for the fucking relationship. And then he yep. gets up to leave and Richard's like, what, where are you going? He's like, I have a wedding to get to. So. At this moment, these are also flashbacks throughout the day. This is not in like real right, time, right? At, at this moment, I actually had, um, I guess that no one got it, and he was going to bring in another person. So mm-hmm. I was, I was wrong on that because obviously Derek gets the offer, but at this point in the show, I was like, no one's going to get it. He he turns everyone down, and they were they're going to have to keep interviewing, or he keeps the job and he stays in on on managing managing the you whole thing. You did say that it, well in your prediction last week you said Derek gets it or Richard keeps it. Which we're both right. That's true. <laughs> I am amazing. I should go play the lottery more often. You also said you were adamant that Callie was going to find out about George and Izzy in this episode. She's adamant. Gun- you were like, that's okay. the cliffhanger. That was the, yeah, that's He's right. He's going to say, I slept with Izzy and it's going to cut to black. <laughs> well, when they were in the, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Um, so Burke is in the surgery. It's going well. He says he's excited about, he's not nervous about the wedding, but he's like worried that his vows aren't good enough. And Addison's like, well, you have a room full of women. Why don't you do it? And like, we'll let you know. These are so good. Isaiah Washington. This is where it's like, I, I'm conflicted because he shouldn't have said those things, but like he does a great job. It's like how I'm like Catherine Heigl sometimes maybe wasn't the nicest, but she's a great actress. Okay. So he does a great job in this scene. The writing on these vows are so good. And the delivery is so good. His vows fucking slap. Yeah. And then Addison steals the scene back and she's like, I think I speak for everyone in this room. Every woman in this room. When I say dump Yang and marry me. I'm like, yeah. 
I mean, I'm swooning over here. Like, yeah. come on. It was great. Um, I wrote my, it's obviously really long. There's a lot to it. My favorite part is when he says, I'm not optimistic. I am not hopeful. I am sure. I just think like, ugh, ugh. But so clearly good. he is not. Yeah. So. I mean, he's sure that he's not sure. He's sure that he's doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yes. Um, so George goes to Callie in the on-call room, wakes her up, and he's like, do you really want to have a baby? Because we can do that if you do. And then they have the sex. Love that. Love sex in an on-call room. Big fan. <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen... It's been a while. Um, so Alex sees Jeff with the baby, goes over to talk to him, and he's like, oh, I wanted to give her space because she kind of seems overwhelmed. And, he, and Alex says, like... Like that fairy crash was all over the news. Why you didn't even look for her? Like I don't understand. Like your wife goes missing and you see this and you make no effort. And he goes, "Well, I just thought she just left me. Like I just thought that that was it. She just left me." And um I understand that. But she was pregnant with your child, so don't you care about that at all? Clearly not, Jeff. That's my main issue is I'm like, if you really think someone just left you fine, but like if I'm seven months pregnant and I leave Michael, he would be like, that's fine. That's your business, but that's still my kid. And I want a relationship with them. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so that's questionable to his character. I think the, the thing, and I think this is the scene where is it when Alex goes, she was beautiful. Like, Shut up. Yeah, because that's Everyone when needs to, they're like trying to lay down like, oh, he had feelings for her. Yeah. And this is the first time that I'm like, okay, everyone just needs to stop falling in love with their patients in this hospital. <laughs> everyone Pretty needs please. to stop. Patients yeah, or bosses. Patients or bosses. Yeah. Like have some decorum. Let's take the the interim between season three and season four to hire a whole new human resources department. Yeah. Or um, any human resources. And let's get one staff member, please. Except apparently they have a recruiting department because Weber's out there just recruiting everyone from all over the world to come here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they can't just have, they can't stop the inappropriate behavior. Yeah. Okay. So um, Christina shows up at the hospital. Meredith is oblivious. And this is Typical. my favorite. You know how sometimes things are about you and sometimes things are about me. This is about me. And then mama took my eyebrows. She took my eyebrows and now I'm a Burke. <laughs> I just can't. It's so funny. She has it these is really fucking funny. huge ass curlers in her hair. I just, it's so good. I love her so much. Um, so Derek confronts the climbers and he, they're like, Oh, is Lonnie okay? Oh, do you want, do you want him to be okay? Because you tried to murder him. Do you want to tell me what really <laughs> happened on the mountain? Um, so they're shady. They don't really say what happened. Um, okay. So this was weird to me The after this scene, they just cut to the paper that says chief resident Callie Torres. No yeah, big I... announcement. No, like it was just weird the way they did it. Like, obviously I knew it was coming, but I'm like, they don't show someone hanging the paper. They don't show Richard saying anything about it. They just cut to Bailey looking at this piece of paper. Yeah, I was confused by that <clears throat> because I thought that there was either going to be a scene for a split second. Well, hold on. I, I thought there was going to be a scene where Weber has the one-on-one -on -one with Bailey. 
and says, you don't, you don't, you aren't getting this job and gives some context to why. Yeah. Uh, but for a split moment there, I thought, is Bailey the chief surgeon? Is she the chief of oh, surgery? They're going to give her the <laughs> I, chief. She, yeah. She's not even an attending. I had a split second where I was like, are they just going to skip all of this and go right to Bailey? Um, Incredible. That, that passed very quickly though. Um, so Bailey's looking at this paper. She's upset. Uh, and Meredith comes up behind her and is like, Hey, Christina needs to do a surgery. Like it's super important. Please. She needs to, they took her eyebrows and called her a Burke. Please let her do surgery. And Bailey's like, go away. Christina says, for the love of God, let me cut a human being open. (laughs) So I can feel, this is important though. Let me feel like myself. Like, let me like this one thing is still who I am because I've lost myself in every other aspect which is obviously important to note. And on that, we will take a small break for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! There's four? Four four people. Okay. Um, What's the breakdown? Um, Three men and a lady. Three men and a lady. Just the way I like it. Um, Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. Flip that around. Three ladies and one Carmen. Um, Shit. I'm having a hard time remembering all the new people from this episode. Uh, Two of them are like... It's. I'm going to be honest. This is like one of them is easy. One of them should be easy for you to figure out because there's not that many new people. And then the other ones are like kind of tricky. Is the new person the ice pickaxe guy? No, he was no. No, okay, hold on. That's that's. I'm I'm calling a mulligan. Calling a mulligan. Okay. Um. Um. Why can I not remember anything? Why can't I make any actual guesses on this? Oh, Jeff Pope. Yes. Okay. All right. Um. I'm going to guess. The officiant at their wedding? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, I'm out. Okay, so Jeff. Um, and then I wrote this one because I don't know if it counts. Lexi is is in an episode of Private Practice, but she's in an episode of Private Practice as Lexi. So I wasn't sure. I felt like that counted. I wanted to Lexi, include it. Lexi Gray? Yes. Is she she's not in just one of the crossover in, episodes. As, is, she just, is she in the show moving forward, though? She's an intern. Okay, so she's the next incoming class of interns for this show. Yes. Okay, got it. And and then um, two of the other like rando interns that are in the locker room, like, oh, it smells. Duh. Two. Of hey them. guys, let's go check out the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So Jeff Pope is played by Jason London. He is in one episode of Scandal. Oh. Shyler Lee is the actress who plays Lexi Gray, and she's in an episode of Private Practice as Lexi Gray. Um, AJ Vidger is an intern. He is in one episode of Scandal and one episode of Private Practice. Different episodes. I checked. And then Artie O'Daly is one of the interns and he is in an episode of Scandal. Okay. So to be clear, all of the interns that we see in that scene are in the show moving forward. No. No. Okay. Got it. I think, I think a couple, but definitely some of them. I was like, well, you're in this episode and never again do we see you. Uh, and then I think the blonde one definitely is like the blonde guy. Yeah. Yeah. He looked, he, and I don't, I don't really think any of the other ones, but I, I, I would have to look again. 
he may have been like I, I had a weird deja vu moment. He may have been one of the people that I saw in that scene where the guy was holding his wife up by her ankles. Maybe not, but I don't know. Because I none of those people look familiar to me. No, either. I think no, but I don't remember. All right. Either way, moving on. Um. Okay. Back in it. Adele is having some more problems. Addison's like, we're going to have to operate. She's probably having a miscarriage. Um. Derek tells Richard that he doesn't, like, they go, he goes into Richard's office and he's like, you don't need to do this today. And they really make you think that Adele is dead. Oh my really, gosh, the really dark room. Make you think that Adele is dead. I genuinely was I was mad at this scene. I was livid. Why was it so dark in the surgery room? Why did she come in and said I did everything I tried to to save? Blah 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 blah. Like okay, all right. I get it. She's alive. It's great. It's beautiful. Wonderful moment, but don't mess with my heart because I like Adele. She's great. Yeah. Yeah, I really, they make you, well, even just when Derek says you don't have to do this today, makes it seem like he is doing this after Adele has died. Yeah. And then it cuts to Addison and she's like, I did everything I could because she's saying she tried to save the baby, obviously. Also, I do want to make the point. I think this is not, this is not an OR. I think this is a procedure room, which is different than an OR. Um, a procedure room is typically where you would maybe have a DNC done if you're as long as you're not septic, like if you've had a miscarriage and they have to kind of help your body like pass past the fetus. I believe that is something that's done in a procedure room because it's an outpatient procedure. It's not like mm. a full on surgery as long as everything else is OK. Um, and it's also like I want to say outpatient rooms for like if they're going to stick that like the birth control they put in your arm, they would do it in a procedure room. Cause it's like a more sterile environment than just an exam room, but it doesn't need to be fully sterile, like a, like an operating room. So I think that's part of why, um, it's, uh, like a different room and also why she's still in there. Cause that's my thing is like, you wouldn't, they would never leave a patient who's fine. Just laying alone in an OR. Yeah, so I, that was in weird. a procedure room. They would they would let you kind of stay and be like, okay, we'll come back once whatever once you're ready to move or whatever. That's my belief. You're probably right. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, she lost the baby. She's okay. Richard goes in. He's like, thank God you're okay. Uh, she says she misjudged Richard, and this is when she tells him that he's the father of the baby. And I wrote in all caps, timeline with 17 question marks. And then I wrote, who right? cares, I guess. But here's my thing. I was thinking about this. Okay, 52. Typically, I want to say menopause starts for women between the ages of 50 and 55. Don't quote me. Not a doctor. Could have absolutely made this up. When you're quote unquote premenopausal, you kind of start to miss your periods. There's a lot of symptoms of being pregnant and being premenopausal that are the same. And I guess probably once you hit a certain age, you just think, well, it's going to be menopause. You're not going to be 52 and think, Oh, for sure. I'm pregnant. So, and also because she says it was a boy clearly is far along enough for them to know a gender. Right. So it could be that she was three or four months along, which does fit in the timeline. So I don't know. Yeah. I, the thing that, um, I like most about the scene is she was like, she was allowing Weber's redemption arc to come to a close. 
It yeah. was because you can you can do there's two sides to a redemption arc. It's the person redeeming what they had done and there's the forgiveness on the other side. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm just glad that she didn't reject his attempt at redemption. And it's just yeah. very sweet. I, it's a really good scene. Yeah. Um, so Derek goes into Burke's surgery and is like, so this guy's going to take over. You have to go to a wedding. And he's like, no, I got it. He's like, get out of here. This is my job. I am your best man. Go to the wedding. Uh, Christina cuts the person open and then they're like, okay, leave. And then she just kind of stands <laughs> there and like, seriously leave. So, and also I love that she has the scrub cap on over all those huge. Colors. That was hilarious. hilarious. Yes. So funny. Um, Izzy goes to George and gives a knockoff speech, basically like halfway steals Burke's vows. Like, ugh, yeah, plagiarism. totally plagiarized it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then is finally just seems like she's being a good friend and then tax on. Also, I'm in love with you. Okay. Like not, not like, Oh, we're best friends. So I love you. I want you. I am into this love. Like, it's, it's just enough. Izzy. It's enough. It's, and it's enough and too much simultaneously. Um, he doesn't answer. Then Alex Meredith, Christina barge in. They're like, do we have enough time? Are we going to be late? Blah, blah. Derek goes to check on Andy. He's already lawyered up. This is when we get the real story about what happened. He's like, I thought I was doing the right thing. I did it on purpose and I would do it again because I didn't want my friend to suffer. The mercy killing thing definitely is believable. But why the other two guys didn't want him to tell if he's the one, if it was his idea completely. That part didn't add up to me. Yeah. Also, it's just like it's like being harped on so much. I don't really understand it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Izzy ends in the locker room drawing eyebrows on Christina. Patricia comes in and hands out all the inter- exam results. Meredith passes. George is like, I'm fine. I passed. And then he leaves all awkward because he didn't pass, obviously. Uh, um, I actually did not guess that he didn't pass the first time. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I thought that Meredith had a weird look on her face, actually. Yeah. Well, that's she always does. That's a great point. That's a good point. <laughs> Um, Derek comes in, so Christina and Izzy leave. Uh, simultaneously, they show us Alex going to see Ava Rebecca, and he's like, oh, I passed my exam. She's discharged. He basically doesn't want her to go. He keeps being like, well, what about the baby? What about this? What about this? And she's like, look, my teeth are fixed, so I can leave. Um, she closes the door and is like, give me a reason to stay. Like this guy is here. He's the father of my baby. He's nice. He's kind. He loves me. But like, give me a reason to stay here. Like she keeps saying med like wink, wink medically. I have no reason to stay. <laughs> yeah. Medically. They discharged me medically. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Take a hint, Alex, something. So what's not medical personal romance, yeah. <laughs> ro- romance, romantic, literally the rest of our lives, anything um, else. Yeah. Yeah, it was, so he it has was a little bit awkward. Fears, and he's like, you should stay with the decent guy. Um, Shonda did point out in her blog that in this aspect, specifically Meredith and Alex are the same. They mm. cannot have relationships. They are just scared because they know they're bad at relationships. So they just don't. So that's, they're both, that's like, it goes back to when Meredith was dying and Alex says, she makes me think that screwed up people can be okay. Yeah. They're like, they see each other in themselves, which is great. I like that symmetry. (laughs) 
symmetry. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing that I didn't like about this scene is we've we've started to see Alex. We don't know a lot about his backstory. I don't know really right. a lot about his backstory, but we know we're gathering that he wants marriages to succeed. He's not a break up a marriage kind of guy. Yeah. So the fact that they wrote this into Alex's like romance arc was weird to me. I didn't, yeah. it felt forced. Uh, if they had already been separated and this guy was trying to get Rebecca back, I think that Alex chooses Rebecca, but the mm-hmm. fact that they're still married, it did that. It didn't, even him running back to her after the 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 church felt weird and forced to me. Yeah. Um, Meredith and Derek have another just delightful scene where they're both Ugh. just so great. Um, Meredith's like, "Do you, will you just break up with me if that's what you want to do?" And he's like, "I can't. I can't break up with you. I can't leave you. But you're constantly leaving me." No, she isn't. Like, I just don't Not understand. Even a little bit. Like, except for that time she drowned. But again, not but about you. Not, yeah, not about you, Derek. This isn't about you and your perfect hair. Uh, yeah, and he's like, you're the love of my life, but I can't, so I can't leave you. But if you can't love me, then you need to leave me because I don't want to be culpable. I don't want to tell everyone that you broke up with me and that I am blameless. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. I felt the exact same way. It's this whole good guy Derek thing coming back, and we mm-hmm. we saw the first real taste of it with uh, their Addison and Derek's best friend couple that came in, and she was getting the the uh, mastectomy and the hysterectomy and all yeah. that stuff. She was, and we're like, Ger- Derek is literally incapable of being the villain, even yeah. when he's the villain. He yeah. doesn't want people to think that perception is everything for him, mm-hmm. but. The thing that I don't understand is they're both saying the exact same things. Meredith literally said, I, I love you. And Derek is like, I love you, but we should break up because that's what you want. Like, don't put words in other people's mouths. Just, just yeah. do it. If that's what you want. Just do it. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're in um, high school watching two fucking truly. junior dumb bitches just say, <laughs> oh, it's not you. It's me. But also it's not you. It's me. Uh, but also it's up. me. But also it's me. <laughs> and also I'm the problem. You. It's me. Um, and then she's like, we really need to go. I need Christina to get married. Like she's so harped on like, she's like, we'll finish this. Cause Christina will get married. And then I'll be able to tell you that we can be together. The logic is not there, but it's fine. No. So they leave, uh, they little detail. I don't know if you notice this up on the altar. It looks to be a, both a Jewish and Christians, uh, ceremony, which I think is a nice little nod. Cause they reference obviously Christina being Jewish previously. I didn't notice that. Yes, so that was nice. Um, Burke asked Derek if he's okay, and he's like, oh, I don't think Meredith and I are going to make it. And then Preston's like, oh, no, sorry, that's next. First he says, it's okay that you got cheap, and he's like, oh, I didn't. And Burke's like, well, then who the fuck? This was the (laughs) moment where I was like. stand in a church and lie. (laughs) This is the moment where I was like, did Bailey get it? What? (laughs) This was the scene, and I was like, there's no way. It's, it's impossible. And then that's when Preston is like, oh, we might break up. Or, sorry, D- Derek is like, we might break up. But that's not, it's about you. It's fine. Uh, they're in the back of the church. Christina comes out in her dress. Beautiful, stunning, amazing. Absolutely it. wonderful. Incredible. Um, her mom comes up and says, I always feared you were too emotionally stunted to settle down. Incredible. 
love it. What a, what a mom thing to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a typical, like this relationship that they've established, like it, it tracks. It's funny. Um, Alex sits down by Addison and hits on her and she's like, can you just stop? Like, obviously I know you want to be with Ava. And then she says, you suck to me. You suck. I kind of hate you, which is <laughs> me to most people. Yeah, love, that was funny. They, it's, it's also, it was weird because he's like, Hey, like I sit in the, I sit next to the most beautiful girl in the church. This is what I'm going to do. Let's go fuck. And she's like, yeah, dude, shut, like, look at me. Yeah. You, I hate you. In like a fun way, yeah. <laughs> you suck, you know. And that like, was no, that, no nothing personal, but I do hate you. Yeah, and it's not it's not like a hate where I want you to be unhappy. It's we're not gonna get together again. Yeah. It was a one time thing. Yeah. Um. But then the, she encourages so, him. She encourages him to yeah, go back to she Rebecca. Does. She's like, I know what it's like to not get to not have the thing that can change your life. So go and do the thing that can change your life. Um, at the hospital, Dr. Bailey and George are both there. They did not go to the wedding. She apologizes to him and he's like, for, because, and this is when we find out that he failed his exam. She's like, I'm so sorry. And then she feels really bad. She's obviously also upset about not getting chief resident. She's like, did I fail you? And he's like, no, I failed you. And she, just like a nice moment. And it's sad. It is sad. I did not. I know that I joked around and I do remember saying that George sucks and he's not going to pass a test, <laughs> but, uh, I would have, if I were to rank on screen, the, the technical knowledge that they have, not execution, right. the on paper knowledge, I would have put him second, probably only to Christina. Yeah. And I mean, they make that, they say that multiple times in this season, like, especially when his dad is there and Christina says like, he's the best. And, um, I think for so much of the when we hate George personality wise, every time that we're like, he's great is when he's doctoring. So I think that does make it that much more surprising. It makes sense, obviously, because he was distracted by Meredith. He was distracted by adultery. Like he, his head was not in the game. Um, but it is um, an unexpected twist for sure. So George is still in the show, though. Yes. I mean, okay. he he does say he's like, I can't start over. I can't repeat my intern year. But he does. Um, yeah. And like, honestly, I'm going to, I could be remembering it wrong, but I don't think they address it. Like they just come back and he just is an intern again. Even though he blatantly said, I'm not going to do it again. All right. Uh, whatever. Um, Alex leaves the church to go find... Ava, Rebecca, and uh, Izzy's like, oh, where's George? I don't see him. And Callie's like, well, maybe he's going to be late because we had a really big emotional day. Like, I was named chief resident, and we decided to have a baby, and we tried to have a baby. (laughs) Sexual. Sexual feelings. Um, So, yeah. uh, Good times. Uh, Okay, so this is when shit gets real. It's time for Christina to walk down the aisle. She panics because her vows washed off when she scrubbed in. Derek says, I'll go see what's going on, and Preston says, well, Christina wouldn't be Christina if she didn't need a little push. So they take a minute. Uh, Meredith and Christina are going back and forth. Christina says, say to me what I would say to you. And then Meredith does a really good job being Christina. She's like, we're going down that. We need this. I'm going to kick your ass down this aisle. And Christina's like, okay, I'm ready. Perfect. Thank you so much. 
I think um, it's I think it's funny that she's so and I I have no problems with her narcissistic personality. I love it. <laughs> but she's so narcissistic that she says the only thing in the world that I need to hear right now now, the only thing in the world that I need to hear right now is something that I would say to you. Yes. <laughs> Which is so good. So good. Also, I love the moment when she realizes that she washed her vows off and she's like, I have no words in my head. <laughs> just like, that's funny. That is funny. There are no words in my head. Um, okay, so then Burke's like, I'm going to go see what's up. Dramatic. The dramatic walk down, the flashing back and forth to them getting Christina to walk down. And he, they're playing this music. And the second he opens the door, the music just cuts out. And I think it's like brilliant, brilliant direction. Um, he gets out and she's like, I'm so sorry. Like I had a freak out, but I'm ready to go. Like you go, I'll be right behind you. Like so cavalierly, like you go, I'll be right behind you. Um, and then he apologizes. Great speech again. Great writing. Isaiah Washington kills the delivery. It's so believable. I don't, I don't think this comes out of nowhere. Like knowing that this was going to happen during this rewatch, I do think they set it up well. Like there's lots of little moments kind of lingering looks and questionable like pauses set up in previous episodes going back throughout the season. Um, for everything else that they pull out of nowhere, I and I, I hate how this ends, but they do it so well that I, I also don't hate it. But I have said before, I love Burke and Christina, but I also know that like, I'm not going to say it's a toxic relationship, but it's not the right relationship. They are yeah. great together in a lot of ways, but they are also not great together in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I think this, the, the thing, and I'm curious in the article that you wrote, the, the blog that you wrote, did, I did not write it. Right. Read. You could have wrote, you could have wrote, written it, written it, wrote it. Um, did, did Isaiah Washington know that he wasn't coming back before doing this scene? I believe. Yes. Okay. And the fact that he still went out there and gave this kind of performance really is very impressive. I mean, he is so talented. It's wild. I mean, all of them are, but like, he's so talented. Let's see if they have the speech. They have his. I thought I had it pulled up, but I guess not. Um, okay, here it is. I just want to read this. So Christina says, I'm ready. I'm fine. Meredith, talk me down. I'm fine. Go, go. I'll be right behind you. Burke says, I'm sorry. Christina says, I can do this. I had a momentary freak out, but I'm fine. I can do this. And Burke says, but you don't want to do this. I'm up there waiting for you to come down the aisle. And I know that you don't want to come. I know you don't want to come, but that you'll come anyways because you love me. And if I loved you, if I loved you, not the woman that I'm trying to make you be, not the woman that I hope you'll become, but you, if I did, I wouldn't be up there waiting for you. I would be letting you go. And she says, I'm wearing the dress. I'm ready. And maybe I didn't want it, want to before, but I want to now. I really think I want this. And he said, I really wish you didn't think. I wish that you knew. And that's it. That's how it's it ends. It's savage. It's savage. It's savage in a good way because yeah. it's just so, it's, it's so honest. It's brutally honest. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. They do start to set things up. And I, 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 about halfway through the episode, I was like, okay, they're, they're, there's no way they're together. They don't say that it's, it's not going to happen. Or I said, no way they get married. I, Cause I still yeah. did think that they, they were going to stay together, but it is, it's a good point of how do you stay together with someone that, that, you know, you don't marry on your wedding day. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Burke is so sure. And he knows that Christina isn't, 
And for someone who is so analytically minded like Burke, that would ruin his brain. And I think yeah. they do a good job of in, in the character staying true to the character in that moment. So yeah. kudos to the writing team on that. Yeah. Um, so Meredith goes up to the altar and is like, it's over. You can all leave. It's over. Um, pulling a Ferris Bueller, go home. <laughs> um, it's Joe over. and Walter at the hospital are holding the babies and Adele and Richard see them. Um, and they're leaving. Uh, Alex runs to Ava's room. She's gone. Uh, and then Christina is in her apartment in the dress. Meredith comes in and she's like, he's gone. And Meredith's like, no, his stuff is still here. And Christina's like, no, his trumpet's gone. His favorite scrub cap, his picture of him and his grandmother, his Eugene foot album, like all this, like his like core things he's gone. And then she says, I'm free. I'm free. Damn it. And it's like, Oh my God. Every single time the goosebumps, every single time. This it's scene, impressive. Like, Every time I watch this scene, I get mad that Sandra Oh didn't win an Emmy. It's like, a really I'm sorry, Catherine Heigl's good, but I think this is better. This scene is better than any scene Catherine Heigl did, in my opinion. I I do not disagree with you on that. Uh, I think this the thing that stands out to me is there's just this perfect combination mm-hmm. of happiness and complete devastation. Yes, exactly. It's wild. I and I'm getting goosebumps right now. Kills it. Like, oh yeah. Sandra Oh does such a good job. And then she's like, "Get me out of this!" And she's like pulling on the choker, so she gets the necklace off. And then she's like, "Get me out of this dress!" And Meredith cuts her out of her wedding dress. Ah, uh, so good. Uh, Jessica was in bed watching the scene with me, and I'm like, "She cut the wedding dress!" And Jessica's like, "They could fix that." And I'm like, mm, "It's a metaphor." It's a metaphor. So like they, no one wants that dress now. That's right. That's a bad, that's a bad choo-choo dress. That's yeah. No one wants that. Um, also, uh, Shonda mentioned in the blog post, this is a mirror of Meredith getting Izzy out of the prom dress in episode one. Oh. Now she's getting Christine out of the wedding dress in episode 25. Oh. So next they're going to be cutting Meredith out of a dress in episode 45 (laughs) we'll see what happens um so back at the church izzy is sitting alone callie's kind of looking like why is this girl so obsessed with my husband (laughs) i thought this was going to be the scene that she finds out but then nothing happened nothing (laughs) literally nothing i was like it's happening and there's a new scene that's it yeah george is emptying his locker the new interns come in they're derpa derpin the girl from the bar is one of the new interns he's like oh i'm leaving life stuff whatever He's like, she goes, do you have any advice? He's like, no. And then he gives her advice. It's great. Um, Learn an appendectomy on your first day, front to front to end, before your first day. So yeah. you don't end up like me and people say, what is it? License to kill or some shit? Yeah, 007 license yeah, to kill. That's um, what it was. So she introduces herself. Obviously, she's Lexi Gray. That's the reveal. So. Bum, bum, bum. She's there to stay. Um. Richard offered Derek the job. He turned it down. He's like, it needs to be you. You have a chance to do it all over again. So how would you do it differently? And then that's, that's the end. And I wrote, poor Adele will never get this man to retire. Yeah. She even is on her deathbed. We thought she died. <laughs> she had a baby with him and then lost the baby. You it think was the a whole boy. episode, he's going to, they're going to be fine. They're yeah. going to, he's going to retire and he's going to take care of this woman. Yeah. So let's quickly rate this and then talk through uh, all of the predictions that I was incredibly right on spot on. 
Okay. Um, <clears throat> so for me, I'm going to say this is an, this is like a 4.7. That's a fellow 0.7. Cause like, it's so good, but like the Derek and Meredith out of nowhereness really just brings it down for me. Um, again, the people are, the actors are all doing great. And like the, the written words are fine. It's the overarching like l- arc to how to, how we got here that comes out of nowhere and makes no sense to me. Um, so that is what brings it down for me. And also I do agree that they kind of crammed too much in this episode. Uh, obviously such a good Christina Burke episode. So incredible, incredible acting all around. Um, also the, the song that's playing when they cut Christina out of the dress where it's called, it's called keep breathing. And that's like part of why I have the keep breathing tattoo that I have. Oh, it's such a good song. All we can do is keep breathing. And it's true. Oh, wow. Um. Anyway, so yes, that's a it's a great great episodes. the The scene of um, Meredith cutting the scene in the apartment at the end to me is just like such like a defining television moment in my mind that I'll just always remember watching. And every single time, it affects me the same way. And I'm just like, it's so so good every single time. Um. And I just I think it's so good. So, what are your thoughts? What's your ranking? Where are you at? You and I are virtually at the same point. I give it a fellow point eight, uh, 4.8. It wasn't, it wasn't a five, uh, because there, I think for me to hit a five, you really need some sort of medical dramatics in there. Um, yeah, there really wasn't the, the medical side of it. This episode, like the, well, the hikers were, uh, it was a bad time yeah. for everyone, but the, the don't theme even know, we don't even know how Lonnie is. Right. We don't know. Uh, and I assume that in season one or the episode of ne- the next season, it's, it's gone. They don't, they don't continue. This doesn't carry over. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, it's, it does not pick up immediately. That's, it doesn't ice pick up immediately. Nice. Um, so like the thing that would have made this a five is if Lonnie would have woken up, taken the pickaxe and attacked the other guys. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's a five. That would have uh, been a five. A real medical twist there. Uh, yeah, four point eight. I I really don't have anything else to add from what you said. I just uh, for me, Burke leaving Christina was the thing that I wanted to happen, and I think very rarely do I get the things that I actually want to happen in my own timeline in TV shows. So I was very happy with that, and not that I didn't want to see Burke and Christina not be together because I did like them as a couple. They were fun to watch, but I knew it needed to end. There needed to be turmoil, but this relationship has made Christina a different person and I'm sure a lot of ways. So I'm excited to see how she comes into the next season and moving forward. Uh, but I'm, a, I'm bummed that this is the, the start of transitioning Addison away from the show. And I also don't really know if I'm excited to meet new interns. Like I don't, I'm not ready for that. I just started to actually like these people yeah. who are on the show. Uh, not, not actually like them, but you know what I mean? Like I just, yeah, like know we them. hit a groove. I know them. Uh, so to have to learn new people, I'm curious how they'll be able to continue these storylines while simultaneously making us like these new interns. Right, um, right. So, all right, let's talk about my predictions. Okay. So you predicted the chief situation. Um, yes. you did not predict the Callie and Izzy and George situation. So what nope. do you think is going to happen moving forward? I need to see the next, I need to see the, the next episode. <laughs> I need to see I, the next episode before I can say what's going to happen in the next I, episode. I do. I need to, I need to know, uh, because 
if Callie hasn't figured it out already or spoken to Izzy and said, Izzy, I need you to tell me what the fuck's going on. Like, tell me right now. Did you fuck my husband? That should have happened in this episode. Why it didn't, I don't know. But I need to see what happens next episode. Um, yes. And also, what else is there? Uh, Addison, yeah, we said that. Um, Derek and Meredith. They, you said that it was going to carry over. Which I'm so right. I'm incredible. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I'm so done with that storyline. I just don't care. I don't. Yeah. I don't, I have no investment into it. Yeah. I want them to break up, but if they stay together, it's fine. So I think they're going to break up within the next five episodes for a while. Yeah. So um, by season four, episode five, they'll break up. Okay. Um. What else did you say? You said that Ava was going to leave. She um, did. Never coming back. <laughs> Calling it now. Um... You said that we never see Thatcher again, ever. I'm going to stick to that one. <laughs> Thatcher's dead to us. I did also um, predict that the wedding would happen the next episode, so I was clearly wrong on that. Yes. Yeah, you said you, it wasn't going to get addressed. Um, I think those were like them. Oh, you said Bailey was going to be chief resident. Yeah, and then wrong. Callie was going to leave the hospital and the show. Wrong. Maybe <laughs> Bailey leaves. Um, Callie's the next chief of surgery. And, uh, yeah, I think that was, I think those were like the big ones. You predicted the climbers, right? That it was like gonna, it was like gonna be a mercy kill that went wrong, which it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those were like the major ones that you predicted. I feel good with that. Well, on that note, um, I feel good. I feel good. And I think we should go do another episode. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Love it. Anything else you want to say? And end us here End us strong. And us strong. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, we love you. Excited to get into season four. Excited to to keep to keep on keeping on, and maybe add on some private practice into the mix. Who who knows? But we're excited. Yes, we are. Excited uh, to figure it all out. If uh, you see Kelsey walking down the street, and you talk say, "Talk to me. Talk to yeah. me at length about everything that's ever happened to Grace." Um, yes. But if you see Carmen in the grocery store. <laughs> Uh, no spoilies. Don't say anything. Season four, Carmen and Kelsey, Gray's Academy, a hundred years. Coming in we'll hot. See you, we'll see you guys in the next one. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.